on your butt knocking others while rolling a fat cigarette and waiting for the next handout. And in the words of Theodore Roosevelt, the famous American president, yibbity yibbity, here we go. Good morning, everybody. Let's get this around the nation on Triple M with myself, Tony Martin. Bewildered. Pushing those buttons, Richard Marklin. Grubby. And, of course, Ed Cavalli. Hungry. Oh, yeah. Finally got it right. <laughs> Excellent. Richard's grubby. Doesn't that make me Didi? <laughs> I think they're on another station. Ah, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, get this, it's our last show for two weeks. It's our ill-deserved mid-year break. That's yeah, very ill-deserved. And, you know, I say I got something right just then. Where's the kudos? Where's the love? Where's the props? For me being the first, maybe only person in the world. We're going to have to check the tapes of uh, Richard Reed's Hollywood Reports with Richard Wilkins in the morning on today to to confirm this. Predicted that Paris Hilton would last three days in prison. Not two days. Not two days. Not four days. Not four days. Not 17 days. 23 or 48. Not 20 to life. Three days exactly. This is a sketch that went to air uh, at this time on the 30th of May. Mm-hmm. Have a listen. 2005. To Check it out. It's only 2009, yet somehow starlet Lindsay Lohan is celebrating her 48th birthday as the relentless partying continues to take its toll. Here she is turning up as a glamorous premiere of the new motion picture based on Paris Hilton's harrowing three-day prison term for horse gang redemption. I- what else is in that sketch that could go through? Uh, you were going to be replacing Roe. Oh, well, there you go. You local Marlin Live. Time yeah. will tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Galen. Oh, Prime yeah. Minister Galen elected uh, following the successful introduction of SMS voting <laughs> in late 2007. Do you think everything in that sketch is going to come true? Hopefully. Wow. Yeah, what a world we live in. I should have put some good stuff in there. This is stuff for us. You would have wanted me to uh, refer to uh, Isabel Lucas, oh, the yeah. co-host, for an entire month. Yeah, well, we were discussing off air this morning uh, that she's in. She's got there are pictures of her in a magazine. Yeah, much yeah. to Richard's chagrin. Yeah, much to our producer Nikki's disgust. It can be two things. Yeah. Uh, much to Richard's, Richard's chagrin, and I quote: She didn't even take her shirt off. <laughs> They're too tasteful. <laughs> They're too tasteful for Mark. And you said, "What is she doing?" I said, "She's not doing anything now." To which you replied. Uh, co-host for a month. She could come in every day then. <laughs> I'm just trying to help it. <laughs> just trying to help it. So nice to say. Listen here. The reason for Paris Hilton being... What, what was the excuse? It was a medical reason? So it was some sort medical of... Medical reasons. Right? I think she's suffering extreme wealth. Uh, and she had to get out of there. There's so much more stuff you can suffer from when you're really rich. It's so true. true. <laughs> Funny some of those other prisoners were just a bit wealthier. <laughs> Not drawing hard enough. You can't contract it. What about the conspiracy socialite, you know, who's in the papers every day at the moment? Uh, oh, is this the uh, lady from Sydney? Yeah, should be saying the word alleged every second word. Okay, alleged. But I noticed that uh, her mum's flown out here and has told the court her daughter suffers from recurring anorexia and had had psychiatric treatment. See, that's the gear you need to pull when you're in that strata. You know, I'm sure, you know, the pants down dentist or uh, the cardboard mark bandit from Adelaide. I'm sure they haven't got teams of lawyers busting out the anorexia card while they're in there. <laughs> Tony Moffell, would he be playing a bit of that? He's got all the cards. Yeah, Pat Tony, that's not good for the, no, the anorexia card. No, no, no. What were you saying this morning 
Well, the reports are yes. that uh, they found him. He's got three mobile phones. Yes. Fair enough. He's got a beautiful hairpiece. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but then Richie was saying he's also been found with, well, yeah, that's right. Well, I read on Wikipedia yesterday. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> and I am trying to cross-check this with an actual source. With your police, with your, police your Greek police sources. Just to see if this is true, yeah. so I'll just say alleged. Yeah. Uh, that apparently some cocaine, like sa- sachets of cocaine, of his rectum. Really? really? That's what I read on Wikipedia. But, 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 you know, last week I had cocaine at my rectum on Wikipedia. That's true. <laughs> and they got it wrong. It was heroin, and you were selling it. So, so would that... He's in a you know, classy restaurant yeah, on yeah. the seashore, but that's just in case some clients come by. I think I think we've got some of the merch. Yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> I don't want it now. Um. <laughs> okay. I think that's just you, you, che- you know your you daily sort of check of all of the things that you have. Like when I leave the house, grey jumper, yeah. check. Hat that I wear every day, check. Yeah. Shorts in winter, check. When you're hundred sandwiches, check. belt, phones, three, got them. Beautiful hairpiece, good. Something missing. I don't feel full. Ah, oh, there it is. Up you go. Now I'm ready. Now I'm runway ready. <laughs> oh, sound the Antonius if you could. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that case is not over yet for 12 rounds. I might just uh, go back to Paris Hilton country. I know we were supposed to be your Paris in jail. Joe non-connection. Free connection, but technically she's out of jail now. Mm-hmm. But this, this is a letter in the Herald Sun in Melbourne today. Paris Hilton is gorgeous. Yeah. I'm good at judging people by their face. She's a fun-loving, kind, and genuine person. That's from Joy Buttress of Dramana. I don't know. Joy Buttress. Which of the videos has she watched? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that's Joy Buttress or Joy Buttress? Oh, she's a real Joy Buttress, eh? <laughs> Can't have any fun. In comes the Joy Buttress. <laughs> it's like whenever I see someone whose first name is Dick on TV, I, if it's Dick Bender, I always think of it as Dick Bender. Yeah, of course you do. Always put the emphasis on the Dick. Yeah, that's the idea. Every ending of like a Dick Wolf. Yeah, Dick Wolf. It's a Dick Wolf. That guy's a Dick Wolf. He's a wolf with a dick. That's in fact. Every doesn't matter how serious the ending of a Law and Order is. As soon as they go to the Dick Wolf, I'm laughing. <laughs> hey, what about the Dalai Lama? He's in town. Mm. Uh, how's that going? Is the tour going all right? Uh, well, I'm not sure. They're still struggling to sell, uh, sell tickets, but it does answer the philosophical, uh, philosophical question. Oh, it's our last show for two weeks, standing down the window. What is the sound of one pair of hands clapping? <laughs> <laughs> Have they gone with your idea of a t-shirt gun on stage? That's great. Great idea. That would have turned things around for it. Mm. Just a robe uh, wrapped up inside rubber bands. <laughs> at the wings, like this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, have we got that clip from last night's news? Listen to the satisfied customers at the Dalai Lama's gig. The 72-year-old passionately sharing centuries-old wisdom as fresh faces watched on. Some followers coming from a world away to participate in the tour. Oh, yeah, it's a very fantastic opportunity for all of us, especially here in Australia. It was bloody awesome. Mm. Sensational, mate. Absolutely rock. Best show I've seen all year. Kablam, thanks for bringing us to town. <laughs> Anything we can do. Just, it's clearly just a cat that they've got to sit on a table. <laughs> <laughs> Written wig underneath. 
So it might be a real thing. What's it going for? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's got any beads just yet. But wouldn't it be wouldn't it be quite disappointing if it got more than the capital t-shirt? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where did the capital t-shirt end up, Nikki? Dollars. Uh, I don't uh, like that. Why? Because now we're in the, now we're in the kind of Subi sort of uh, you know well, pseudo up against up the echelons of of uh, fashion. Of fashion. Yeah, we've turned into Karl Lagerfeld. <laughs> no, not the corpse. Animated by hidden wires. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. Capital T-shirts are now high fashion. Nikki said that two more people have put them up. Don't stop putting them up on eBay. Or if they're up on eBay, don't bid for them. Yeah. You know, or, or actually, you know what's okay? Barter. Mm. You know, have some buttons. There is, of buttons. there is no way that Karl Lagerfeld is alive. No. Have you ever seen him? No. Oh, well, I've seen him every now and again with him sort of... He looks like that the suit is a jar, and then they pour him in with liquid. It's weekend at Birdie. Frosting on top of his head. Tell you, it is weekend at Birdie. <laughs> uh, you know, Tony Mockbell should be grateful that he wasn't hiding out in uh, the sedan. Oh, dear. The law over there is pretty severe. Now, a uh, bloke in Brisbane has got off those charges. All very serious. Very serious. Not here to make fun of that. There was just one aspect of Sudanese law I didn't know about. Listen to this. 46-year-old George Forbes has had his death sentence quashed. He'd been accused of murdering a Ukrainian man found hanged despite an autopsy which concluded it was suicide. Under Sudanese law, those convicted of murder die the same way as their victims. Yeah, doesn't that get you thinking if you're a murderer? <laughs> okay. You die the same way. I mean, isn't that incentive to, if you are going to murder somebody, to maybe lock them in a piano, push them off a cliff, have it bounce off a trampoline mm. into, I don't know, the cleavage of Crystal from Zoo magazine. <laughs> Something creative so that when they do the execution of you, they've got to recreate it. I mean, that's technically what you have to do then. Yeah. Okay. I'm to think, what could you do? What about this? So, uh, let's say, um, I don't know, what's happening in the sedan? Uh, uh, Ocean's 13, is that coming out yeah, there? Yeah, 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 probably. Okay, there's the premiere. Okay. Uh, no one big would be going. They wouldn't be able to get Clooney or Brad Pitt. They'd probably get Casey Affleck. Oh, he's out. He's driving up to the premiere because they wouldn't have a driver in the sedan. He'd have yeah. to drive himself. Yeah, yeah. You're going to murder somebody. Yeah. You're in the queue of the white car, but you just push them out in front of the car. <laughs> Bang, dead. Cut to the trial. Casey Affleck has to fly back out. <laughs> got to restage it again. So you get two Casey Affleck visits for the price of one. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I'm out on a limb here. Mm. It's our last show for two weeks. No, what else there is? Let's think about it. It's a good gig for a director. Mm. You know, you might, you could be the guy, Rick Burst style. He does a lot of Olympic opening ceremonies. Yeah. You could be the man that stages murders. Yeah, the elaborate, the elaborate revenge murders in Sudan. <laughs> That's a good directing gig. It's a very good gig. Wow, you did that one. Yeah, you did the Casey. Oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, though. No. no, I thought it was going to be a Casey Affleck impersonator, but you know, no, no, you really got him. We certainly don't condone murder here again, there. No, but if you are in the sedan, yeah, and you are murdering somebody, think about it. Charge <laughs> <laughs> is a good game. <laughs> Get creative. Okay, that's pretty disturbing. I'm sorry to lower the tone like that. We've had so many people emailing this week, uh, newer listeners, to get this. We're just coming on board now. Oh, we're confused. Yeah, yeah. We try and explain things as we go. A lot of people saying, why is it whenever someone cops it in the ghoulies on your show, someone yells out, oh, be vlogs in a dodgy English accent. Well, that's been going on for years. Mm. It's an old British sitcom called All Me Plums. A lot of people don't remember it. Yeah. So to prove that I'm not making it up, I've dragged this out of the archives. This is actually a track from our limited edition album mm. 
illegal download. Mm. Is that showing up on eBay? No, because people actually want that. That's, there's only a thousand of those stamped. Yeah. For those confused about all me plums, here's an early episode. Next week on TLS is the best of classic UK comedy with a brand new on-door screening of never-before-seen footage by the quest of all me plums. I beg your pardon, Lady Felsingham, Blitter. You were about to sit down on that inordinately protuberant and unthinkingly placed seatless bicycle. I'm not falling for any seatless bicycle nonsense this time round, madam. I'm far too battle-scared and preoccupied with plum safety since the last series. Oh, well, let me pour you a nice, golden hot cake. That's all right. This time my plums is safely cradled by this asbestos plum hammock, which not only protects them from scalding beverage mishaps, but maintains them at optimum plum temperature at all times. Oh, is this the heat control here? swollen inability to bust out a Ringo Starr impression. Yeah, that's uh, an old note of left embarrassment. People are calling in about that. Dave, Robbie Williams is really good, though. (laughs) See, Robbie Williams. Uh, I'm trying to think of something he would say. Um, I've got heaps of chicks. 
I've got heaps of checks. Perfect. Not bad. Right. But look at this. Tony <laughs> Mockbell has apparently done the best Ringo star Dave has ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Circus Sergeant Peppers, he says. Here's some news. Listen to this. A Slovenian man yes. has survived a fall from the 12th floor of a block of flats when he landed on something called a smart car 120 feet below. Right. What is a smart car? Yeah, it's a trampoline with some wheels. It's a car that breaks your fall. <laughs> Very nice. How do you think the Navara would go if put to that test? Mm. We actually tried it out in the car park yesterday. That's right. Don't pretend you don't know, Richard Martha. Sorry. What we did is we tried pushing John Howard from a 12-storey building onto the roof of the Nissan Navara. The Labor Party says... Ah! Completely unharmed. The Navara was. Oh, there was a bit of a scuffle. As we... Uh, According to the back of the Navara, an analysis of all of the exports of the OECD. Then what we did is we shrunk him and the Navara down to the size of an ant. Shrunk him right down. Forty-one million dollars of new measures. Then we got Richard, who was also shrunk down, which helped with his right anting, to actually get behind the wheel. Unlike this show, the display three minutes of all be plumb. 
Okay, so what's happened? You've got FHM out, and you've decided Isabel Lucas is her greatest co-host for a month. Yeah, and what you're looking for maybe another month's worth or for Elf TV? Richard's panelling isn't up to scratch. We're going to get Isabel in. Seeing the girls work in uh, Ralph TV last night, okay, yeah. the way they handled that, that lawn bowling, I reckon yeah. panelling's not far away for them. Well, would you suggest that I, I you know, touch my toes more? Or <laughs> do, I, do I need to arch yeah. my back yeah. a little bit You've just more. got to reach for a high shelf. Yeah, okay. Our producer, Nikki Hamilton, is leaving the room. <laughs> would Can it, you blame her? Would it kill you to wear a lower neck top? <laughs> would, it, would it kill you? What are we going to do? Do your hair once in a while? Jeez. Have you got plans for the break yet? What? No, no. You haven't thought you've been so distracted by the norgage (laughs) that you haven't worked out any holiday plans. That's where the listeners come in. That's next. It's my birthday on Sunday. It's gone now. Look at this cake they brought in for me. He's given me, look at this, the mouse trap keychain. It's a keychain with a miniature version, as though shrunken in that earlier sketch. Oh, yeah. Miniature version of the game Mousetrap. How do they get the the guy that jumps into the, the diving board? Yeah. Oh, it's a very small trajectory, but he does do it. It's like a ball bearing goes down the rickety stairs. Oh. But it's amazing. It actually works. Ages eight and up. That's me. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, thanks. This is great, guys. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you get what I got you? What did you Season tickets for so the football. Hmm. Don't seem to have those. Oh, that's right. I put them in the incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> June the 10th, I think I share a birthday with Prince Philip. Oh. Mm. Just for a day, I'll be, you know, also, I've seen think, all uh, races. Uh, also, I think uh, Kyle Samuel is as well, actually. Thanks for bringing him a birthday <laughs> down, Red. Talk about a wet blanket. Are you serious? I think maybe I could. I, uh, yeah, I think so. There'll be a parade when his birthday is, so uh, wait for that. Tack <laughs> on the end of it. <laughs> uh, now, what about my party? I mean, Ed, you, I haven't got your artist VP. Mm. You can come along. Well, Tone, let me answer that with the synthesizer I've brought. Yeah. Uh, my voice and the help of some drums a little bit later. <gasps> is it okay if I don't make it? Is it okay if I don't come around? No longer having Stephen Seagal's Thunderbox playing. That is fading and the sun's gone down. Look, we're not going outside anyway, so we're quite better for us. You're listening to ABCFM. No, it's Triple M. Thank you, Jess. Bring it on back here and get this. It is, in fact, Kyle Sandaland's birthday yeah. on Sunday. There you go. You share one with him. I share a birthday with Kyle Sandaland. You go to his party. Bobby Williams will be there. <laughs> really? None of his other showbiz mates. At the McMansion. Oh, yeah. You know, the most interesting part of this, though, how could you have overlooked it, Ed? How does Richard know when Kyle Sandaland's yeah. birthday is? You know what it was? I was looking through some papers and it said upcoming birthday. Through some photographs. And yeah, then on Sunday. Right. There we go. Wow. Yeah. I think he'll get a little call too. Plus I have a reminder in my phone. Good day, Kyle. Good day, Kyle. It's Richard. Yeah, look. No, yeah, I'm working in Melbourne at the moment, but I, mean, I would move back to Sydney if there was a job going. Anyway, 
keeping his options open in case we get the arm. Because we are taking two weeks off. Always a dangerous move at radio. (laughs) Which just shows up at Carl's party with a blind wig. (laughs) I mean, Jackie O, guess you match this. All right. (laughs) That's a disturbing image. That's the room of birthday. Oh. No, but hey, here's what I'll be doing. Making podcasts. Going up today, podcast number 93. Oh, what's in there? A bit of Robin Butler's an internet scams. Uh, Ed Cavalier's parade of Australian film merchants. And remember when Scott Edgar popped in to play Nerds in Denial? Yes. It's all up there. Our third 40-minute podcast of the week. And because, you know, we're off for two weeks, mm. <laughs> you know what they get like, the listeners. Don't. Especially the ones in London. Yep. One's in Rio. Oh, yeah. One's in Osaka. Oh, they're pushy. Well, I'm going to stay behind today and try and do Podcast 94. Good on you, Tony. Give them something now. Well, is that all? Is that the only one you're going to do? Well, when I mean, you've got two weeks off. There's 94 and 93. Yeah. Let's not forget the archives because... I'm happy with Podcast 98. <laughs> I'd love to like Nelly grow up. Saw the details run away. There's nothing for snacks or friends There's no old babe's loves There's no sign of what animal would you steal from the zoo, the zoo, the zoo But I'm hoping the Seth will chop and Andrea Powell and Peter Rose on this well so much at triplem.com.au forward slash get this or go to iTunes and muck around in their pool. Mm. Is it time to climb Talkback Mountain? David Bowie's uh, addictive, aren't they? Yours is quite good. Yeah, but there's three different Bowie voices you have to because you've got to get you that. There's nothing for Snuttlebug. You've got to get that one. No one. And then there's the, uh, there's no Orbe. You've got to get that one. Okay. And then you've got to go back for, there's no sign of one hand. <laughs> so you've got to combine the three. And he'll often just change gear in the middle of a line. From, oh, it's true. How's that Ringo, Rich? That's a very, very good boy. Yeah, it's dodgy. Ringo is still coming along. Give me anyone. Give me anyone. Well, that was Ringo. Oh, right. I'm talking here, just anybody. Give us Joe from Arrested Development. Michael, it's time for you to shape up or ship up. We'll find Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out if that's accurate because the man himself, Will Arnett, is coming up in the list, hopefully, right now. Sorry, just leave a gap. I need to cut this bit out in Adelaide. Oh, well, bad luck. People in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. They don't want to meet Will Arnett. Wouldn't they want to meet Will Arnett? Yeah. That's not their go. What are we going to do on our break, guys? What are we going to do? Um, I'm going to get a hobby, I think. A hobby? Yeah, because when my family calls and asks me to go to Sydney, I say, I can't, I'm too busy. Oh, uh, this is an excuse, basically. And they're starting, they're starting to ask questions. Well, yeah. what are you busy with mm-hmm. the show? That finishes at, you know, yeah. 1 o'clock in the afternoon. What do you do for the rest of the day? Yeah. Oh, I watch The Wire. Okay, well, you've seen all of those. So what else do you do? Oh, I house hunt. You've been house hunting for three years straight, Edward. They're, these are not reasons not to come up. So what's the hobby going to be? I think like uh, turning my phone off, uh, <laughs> going for long walks. Uh, it's not very important. I need something, yeah, something yeah. local. Richard, what are you doing on your break? Yeah, I might be catching up with family as well. 
Because my mum left me one of those weird uh, phone messages. No, so like, Richard has a normal family. Oh, right. No, I, I talk to my family. Yeah, they, they actually get on. It's fantastic. I've got sisters that I like. <laughs> I've got um, sisters I like. I've got one that I like. Yeah. And three that I haven't met. Yeah. <laughs> but my mum left me one of those weird phone messages on my... But I'm doesn't know how to leave a message on a phone. Oh, yeah. Like, she'll ring up and she goes, Richard, uh, give me a call. Um... There's something I need to talk to you about. And if you get home and you play that on your answer machine, mm. you automatically go, oh, my God, what's going yeah, on? You sound so like heavy. And then you call up and she just says something like, have you got your sister a birthday present yet? Mm. It's just something like, you know, the Wayne Thick Snickers bars wins at the moment, Richard. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you leave that message, it sounds like there's urgent news that something has gone wrong, yeah. that something is scary and something, you know, bad is happening at home. But, of course, nothing at all. No. No. My, uh, my mother-in-law used to leave messages on our answering machine like the answering machine was a person, <laughs> like it was our butler. to be, could you tell Tony? <laughs> She'd like to talk to the machine as a person. That's cute. Oh, she was great. No mother-in-law jokes, sadly. No. You'd think. No. You'd get some. Yeah, you would. Nothing. That's what people want. Uh, here's what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not going to be slacking off. I'm going to be learning to speak English again. That's what I'm going to be doing. No, uh, DVD buffs, nerds, ahoy. Finally, as you know, 14 years I've been trying to get Barjart and the olden date down on DVD. No interest from the ABC. No interest. Suddenly, this was the key to it, somebody put it up on YouTube where you can enjoy it all for free, and suddenly they want to put it out. Ah. So there's a mad rush to get it out for Father's Day. So what are you doing? I'm spending two weeks uh, going through what I call the bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. trying to find Easter eggs and bizarre stuff to pack on the DVD, because right. you know, the Blade Show fans yeah. can't just do a vanilla. No. It's got to be Bell. And whistles. Absolutely. So that's what I'll be doing. And I'm working on another secret DVD project with one, uh, I can't mention him, he's on a rival station, but uh, really? he's got the word McAuliffe in his name. Oh, okay. yeah. Could be anyway. All details. Sandland? When we get back. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be doing something. <laughs> we'll be doing something. <laughs> I'm afraid to say anything about him because apparently he get a really nasty email. Oh, right, fair enough. Mind you, I've never enabled my email the whole time <laughs> I've been here, so there's probably heaps of them banking up. Okay, there we go. Oh, this is pathetic. Richard's going to see his family, ill-advised. Yeah. You're working on DVDs. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, you know, staging productions of Neighbours as plays. Getting a hobby. Uh, getting we a hobby. need better ideas for this. What should we do on our ill-deserved two-week break? Give us a call with your suggestion. One triple three five three. That'll be our part here at Kids on Triple M. We're talking about what we're going to do in our ill-deserved break. That's right. I'm going to get pregnant. Because <laughs> look, because Nikki... <laughs> Nikki Hutchinson is eating far more than I am. Oh, and, yeah. And, her, and she was just eating a piece of your birthday cake. And the single-minded determination with which she was attacking that piece of cake, yeah. was, it's tight to, to be behold. And, and, and when the cake was finished, I thought, well, that, that cake is finished. Nikki could probably put that down. Oh, not Hamilton. No, no. Right on to another course. No, no, she's gone. She's licked her finger and picked up crumbs. Oh, it. So what are you going to do? Eat at the end of it. You're going to be like, like, get pregnant. I will Schwarzenegger in that film. Where is you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. to be in a qualified position, isn't it? I love that the whole Ed Cavalli, Nicky Hamilton side of the desk is like, you know the end of Asterix comics where there'll be that huge banquet yeah. with a ball and an apple in its mouth? How good is over there? But how shiny were those balls? How delicious did they look? Hey, we've got <laughs> listeners on. Sorry, sorry. Who's got one? Hi, Dan. How are you? How you going, fellas? Excellent. Your suggestion? Oh, Dan, what should we do in our break, mate? Sorry, mate. Not worth it. Um, why don't you guys actually try going outside and kicking a footy or playing some tennis or something like that? 
Is there a sport that would be more suited to us, do you think? I mean, table tennis is indoors. You can do that indoors. I suppose you can play the table tennis outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. Yeah, that, that works. What about the Wii? What about we get a Wii? A Nintendo oh. Wii? Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about really sport. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Do you play some sport, mate? Yeah, I play soccer three times a week. Three times a week? Yeah. How many DVDs do that leave you time for? Ah, oh, a couple when I'm hungover. Oh, right, there you go. Okay, just before you go, guys, I'm yeah. wondering, a couple of weeks ago, I got a can of that Indian Snatcher stuff. Oh, yeah, delicious. How was it? Oh, no, I put them in the cupboard. Two days later, they're gone. No, no, no. Ed Cavill, have you been up to Brisbane at all and invaded my pantry? Listen, Dan, yeah, yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny that. No, those fans are self-snatching. That's what it says on the label. Thanks, Dan. All right, try some sport. It's poker and sport. No, no. It's extreme. Who's got an idea? If you're doing the white water raft. Hi, Tim, how are you? Morning, Ed. Morning, guys. Um, I just got a DVD box set called Not Just the Best of Larry Sanders. So what is on this one? Well, you get you get three episodes and, you know, you've got uh, George Bluth Jr. coming on, but it's got George Bluth Sr. in his Oh, name. yes, of course. Jimmy Campbell. The, the gold in it is the uh, the extras. I mean, he, he Gary Shandling goes around to his mate's place like Tom Petty and sits in the studio for 20 minutes and just, just talks, and it's just gold to watch. There's an episode, or there's a 20-minute interview with him and um, Jerry Seinfeld just sitting on a party yes. bench with just neurotic, narcissistic, uh, self-deprecating Jewish humour. It's just... Absolute classic. Well, pretty good. The Larry Sanders show never got a fair trot on Australian TV. No, no, no. no. But it really what does? Yeah. Oh, my God. It takes two. Day to day. Yes, it's getting married. Oh, look, he's starting to list them. He's trying to fire me up. But that's, I'm sure you can get that uh, via Amazon. Not just the best of the Larry Sanders show. Mm-hmm. Apparently great. Uh, what else we got? Suggestion wise. Thanks, Tim. G'day, Michael. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you guys? Excellent, mate. What should we do in our break? Okay, what you should do is when you leave, you've got your passport in your pocket, you, yep. go to, you, you book yourself a ticket to wherever. Mm-hmm. When you get to that destination, you can either choose to stay at the destination. Now, don't forget, guys, you've got all, all your inboard videos if you fly Emirates. <laughs> you've got unlimited alcohol. They are the best. You get waited on, you walk there. You don't have to get out of your seat. Yeah, good, good. Um, right, but if you've got to go to the toilet, you can get out of your seat, but okay. you get, there's ways around that. And what's our alter- Where are we going? Well, you can go anywhere. The Greek islands would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And just look at the scenery now. You've got every single woman from all over the world habitates in that area. And the other way, there's plenty of men too. But it gets better if you don't want to stay there. Airport hop. Come on, do you travel the world on airport? Yeah, it sounds like an exhausting schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't move. You get pushed around in a wheelchair. You're safe. You've got a bung leg. <laughs> I noticed, Michael, uh, you're calling us from Safety Beach. Uh, so you sit there all day just planning your holiday. Is that right? Oh, no, I'm getting rid of my wife and daughter. They're going to New Zealand tomorrow. Oh, I have my holiday sitting at home, mm. and I basically am going to put my feet up, mm. and I'm just going to have it all a la. And ooh-la-la, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a solid for ooh-la-la. Sport, DVDs, or ooh-la-la. We've got time for one more suggestion. Okay, uh, what about Josh? Hey, Josh, how are you? How are we, fellas? Excellent, mate. What should we do in our break? Well, this one's for you, Ed. Oh, I'm yes, thinking sure. that, like many, I'm disenchanted with KFC's decision to get rid of the Tower Burger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm thinking, mate, maybe you should lead a nationwide protest, yeah. people blockading the streets, mm. demanding that KFC mm. bring back the Tower. 
people aren't as stupid as the TV programmers uh, make them out to be. Uh, Arrested Development was shown close to midnight. Mm. Suddenly, a sexy new time of midnight. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I don't know what they told you. If they told you it was on like prime time, I, I've heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's brilliant. You know, it's a brilliant move. Um, a lot of people are watching, and um, and nobody's falling asleep at that point. <laughs> uh, they're waiting for those, uh, you know, sex phone calls. It's always great when, always great when people say, "I love your show." I went to sleep every night watching it. Did you? <laughs> It's a comedy. You're supposed to be watching it, not sleeping during it. The public got behind it on DVD, and you can now buy it at the supermarket. That's yes, when you've true. broken through can you really? in the eight items or less. Oh. For the Kate Nashley titles. Bang. That's fantastic. <laughs> they move a lot of products, those girls. <laughs> they do. They used to live in my building. Really? Yeah. Really? I only saw them once. I don't think they actually moved in. I think they... I don't know. They just hung around the lobby. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when they were squatting. Is that what you're saying? Were they squatting? I don't know if there was. I mean, they were in squat position, you know. But I remember there was a time when they were fresh-faced youngsters, and then suddenly overnight, scagged out badges. That's what they look like now. Something going on upstairs. You said badges, right? That's sort of a not a B. Yeah, not in this time period, is it? Good. Have you been surprised that people are into arrested development down here? Has, has anyone come up to you in the street and demanded a Michael? Um, no, I have not here. I, I do get requests from Michael um, in in, a, in New York, often like on the subway. You know, somebody will just come into your face and say, hey, Michael. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, take my wallet. <laughs> Um, but uh, everybody's been very nice here, and I, I've been quite surprised at the fan reaction. I, I, I was not aware that it, the show had been so popular here, mm. or is popular now, because we finished making that show a year and a half ago. Oh, and what was the story? I mean, every series seemed to be a bit shorter than the one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a subject? Yeah. Um, no, I, I just don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just going, uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. It's such a disappointment when you get the DVD and you're going, what, it's 13 now? Oh, no. 22. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that uh, uh, we, we kept getting, we were always on the verge of being canceled. Mm-hmm. And it was always about politics of the uh, of the network and uh, who, who owns this radio station? What corporation? Uh, it's, it's not Rupert Murdoch. Okay, that's what you're looking for. So, uh, but he's coming up next. So, what place? are being out of the ceiling and I just disappear. That was the last we ever saw of him. It's actually a trap set up by Rupert to get you to say something. Oh, God. He's not here. He's busy combing Ovaltine through his hair. That's what he's been doing if you check the photo. Are you kidding? He's bathing the Bancroft family right now in New York. Sponging them. <laughs> no, of course my views won't be expressed in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I guess they didn't really like the show, the higher-ups at Fox, including certain old gentlemen who run the show. They thought it was elitist. And, oh, really? Elitist? Yeah. And I think well, that, you know what that is about? That's about that you have to watch it. Because, you know, a show like Everyone Loves Raymond, funny show, but you don't really have to watch it. You can be doing the dishes, you can wander out for five minutes. Yeah. The rest of the development, you've actually got to sit there and concentrate. Well, I, I think that was the thing, you know, uh, especially in the States. I don't know how it was here, but we, we received a lot of critical acclaim, which was great. And when, when the show first came out, it was just the reviews were fantastic. And I think that a certain part of the, or the major part of the American uh, viewing public felt like they were, they were being told that they had to watch this show. So at a certain point, it felt like homework. Uh, you know, like, yeah, 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 I know. I'm supposed to watch that show. Thanks. But really what they want to do is come home after work, turn on the TV, crack a beer, and just be 
have the laugh, you know, the laugh back. Yeah, the laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, oh, that's familiar. The trouble is, elitist least implied that it's highbrow. This is not a particularly highbrow show. No, it's not. And we went out of our way. You know, Jason Bateman and David Cross and I would go out on, and do press and we'd go out of our way to say, look, this is, we're not highbrow at all. This is a show about jokes. We want people to laugh, and that's it. And the visual, I mean, you don't see a lot of really top-quality visual humor on TV. Some of those... Well, funny some videos. Sure. Yeah. yeah obviously, yeah. people copying it in the nuts. But the magic... Tr- what was that magic trick you did outside? The one we we in the coffin? It's the coffin magic trick. Uh, I think the uh, final countdown would have been playing. I don't like Gino's. <laughs> I don't like the coppo. <laughs> not that guy from Big Ben Yeah, yeah. 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 Watching that. No, I'm just, I'm just really up on a, my Australian big company. <laughs> but, you know, I just, um, I hate to think. That was the, 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 uh, the Aztec tomb, that one? No, I think when you were going to be, you were going to uh, go into your father's, you were going to play George uh, oh, Lucy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It sounded like one of those douchey actors, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, what part of my body are working you referring to? <laughs> I don't ever remember. But I'm so busy. Um, visual comedy, you know, there's nothing highfalutin about you know, the development. No, really it is. I mean, it, you're joking about kicked in the nuts, but that's really what it is. I mean, it's just a, it's kicked in the nuts, dressed up, you know. Was, look, my, I think one of the biggest, you know, there's always a moment when you're watching a show and you're going, this is four-star, and then something happens, mm-hmm. and it suddenly becomes five-star. Mm-hmm. And there was the episode where uh, George Michael, the young son, was buying uh, medical marijuana for oh, yeah. Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, got, you had to arrange to teach him a lesson. So they said, can you hire some cops to surprise him on the jetty at the scene of the drug deal? Yeah. And what happened? Can you tell us what happened? Well, first of all, they started, yeah, I hired these cops, but then all these other guys come out as well. All yeah. various, I've hired these strippers. The strippers who dress as cops. Dress as cops. And then there were other guys as well, you know, workmen. They're basically like the village people. That was it, because the, the spotlight goes on. Yeah. And then disco music starts. Yeah. The guys are really tight. Cops costumes come running down the jetty, but then there's just one guy dressed as a red Indian, yeah. and you go, "That's five star." And, and a construction worker. And it was so funny when we were shooting this event. It was, you know, we're super giddy. It was the middle of the night, and the guy playing the construction worker kept coming out first. It made me laugh so hard. And so, in one of the pigs, they ended up using it. Goes, "Oh my God, it's all the cops and a construction worker." <laughs> it was so stupid, you know. And we're always just trying to make each other laugh. It was really a lot of fun to make the show. I gotta say, no, it is. And it's at your supermarket, so load up on the three series. But hey, let's not just talk about that. Blades of Glory is bloody funny as well. Yeah. Let's talk about that next. I'll get this. I want to talk. On Triple M, Will Arnett is with us. We uh, we just can't stop asking uh, the nerdish Arrested Development yeah, question sorry. during the song. <laughs> Richard Martin's asking the origin of the chicken dance. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't take credit for it. It's not my idea, uh, but I. I was part of the process. We built that dance <laughs> from the ground up. I mean, grown men in their 30s dancing around like an idiot going, yes, and, and that's your job. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll work. Another day at the office. Yeah. I love the episode where you had a suit on and every time you referred to it, it was worth more than the time before. <laughs> By the end, it was a $55,000 suit. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. And if you remember in that, in that episode, you, you catch one part of the uh, 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 the first part of the scene, and you, you catch the end of the scene at the start of the scene, yeah. and then you go back and you see what happened at, at the... Right, right. And, and so you actually, they split up a swear word. They split oh, up. Right. Yeah, and that's how you... And, and, but that's how they get around it. And that's, that's what it was all about on our show, was getting around the censors 
and Mitch Hurwitz, who was in the show, who, who created and created all the characters, is really a genius guy. Mm-hmm. Was a master at dealing with the network and dealing with the censors, and they'd say, "Mitch, you can't do that this week." And go, "You're absolutely right. I shouldn't." And then he'd just do it anyway. <laughs> and was uh, anything ever rejected? Uh, uh, not really. I mean, honestly, he was, and he would go tit for tat. They'd write him a letter, and he'd write back. He'd write a letter back to the censor from Fox, and belittle them in in his letter, and then he'd hear nothing more from them. And he was so smart and so funny that they didn't know how to deal with him. You know? Wow. Because uh, you know, I, some of the filth that was coming out of Henry Winkler's mouth and stuff. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I, we were always surprised that when stuff got through, like the you know, especially like the Henry stuff and, and just any of it, we were very surprised. And there were, it was always a, a, a for them, for Mitch, a challenge to get around uh, the rules. And you know, especially you know, I don't know if you remember, there was an episode where um, we had a yacht called the Sea Word, mm-hmm. and Jason says to to me, "Get rid of the Sea Word." and Jessica Walter plays the mom, comes back in and says, I'm, I heard that. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> really, I mean, where, how else can you? But it's such a great way to get to that joke. You know? and, Jessica was uh, just killer lines they gave her. Yeah, oh, man. She's, uh, she's a piece of work. She's a, a great lady. But, you know, and you uh, tell you stories. We're not recording this, right? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, no, you want to hear some of those stories, and a lot of our listeners have been uh, urging us to check out the commentary tracks on Arrested Development. Mm, yeah. I know we've, we're plugging the show now. We're plugging the commentary now. Yeah, well, that's not nerdy at all. <laughs> I'm not standy, but that's cool. You know what I mean? All right, look, we've got to move on to Blades of Glory. June 21st, it comes out. It's, well, I think it's maybe the best ice skating movie since Ice Castle. Really? That's what I suggest. What about Slap Shots? Oh, no, uh, yeah, that's more of a hockey film. Yeah, more of a hockey yeah. film. What about the Youngblood? Oh, Youngblood. Yeah. It's, it's hard to judge Slap Shot. But I, I think this is the best male pair of figure skating comedy to come out in a long time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Now, it's yeah. Will Ferrell and John Heder. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're out the front on the poster, but you're in the engine room, kind of the bad guy. I don't think that gives you I always like to be in the back, yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, your wife plays your sister. Yeah. That's not strange. No. No, that's totally normal. <laughs> um and, uh, <laughs> well, it does lead to some very odd scenes towards the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, in fact, in, in um, there were versions where the, they played up the incestuous nature of our relationship a little yeah. more. But you know, this is a we want the family to come and see this. You know, sure. we want you to come out and, and bring the kids and, and have yourself a lap riot. And um, and you don't need to see brother and sister getting it on too much. <laughs> But, uh, but it was really fun. It was fun for us to do that together, i got to say. And how much, I mean, watching the film, I can't work out when someone's really skating, when it's CGI. What, I saw a little bit of your work when you were coming on to the, was it Conan O'Brien? And you yeah. skated on, that was, you, you're pretty solid on this game. Yeah, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Canada, so, um, so I was born with skates on. <laughs> and uh my poor mother. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> she, uh, no, we. Uh, yeah, so I, I knew how to skate a little bit. I had a leg up on everybody else in the mm-hmm. cast, and, and uh, so. I, but still, figure skating was very, very new to me. I'd never done it before. What I love is there's a great sequence where it's, it's basically a chase. It's a running skating chase with you and Will Ferrell, and then they get to steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an escalator. Yeah. Uh, ice skates on an escalator. They get stuck in the groove. Great scene. Yeah. <laughs> Great scene. And um, well, what I liked about that was, first of all, that uh, chase scene took a week to shoot. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and there were so many pieces. I mean, honestly, it could have been a 25-minute sequence. And I think they were like, all right, we got to cut it down a little bit. But 
there's a great, you know, the chase goes on and it sort of slows down and speeds up and slows down, and then they get caught in the escalator. And the air is completely let out of the middle of the chain. And they're forced to talk to each other. Was that improv? That sort of stuff on the... Oh, yeah, the stuff that's talking to each other. That was great. And Will Will said, you know, he's the home monitor of of, uh, improv and and goofing around. He's such a great guy. Have you since done another film with... Yeah, we just just finished another film, a basketball movie. All right. It's after all the sports. Yeah, and uh, we're doing uh, Cribbage next year. Oh, yeah. It is so... Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's pegs of glory. <laughs> um, no. But it's actually, uh, the, the basketball movie is, is um, not just, again, it's not just a pure sports movie. It's uh, no. uh, He plays a great character. And mm-hmm. It's super funny. He's got a real afro in his own hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how, oh, we've never, uh, I don't think I've ever even seen an interview with John Heater, best known as Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that like story? <laughs> What's he like? What's he like? Come on, well, long and sorted. Yeah. Um, no, you know, he was a guy. He was. I actually just found this out today. I've known him for a couple of years now. That uh, he made Napoleon Dynamite when he was still in college, and wow. he came out right right as he was still finishing college. I can't imagine. I would have messed that up for sure. <laughs> I would have blown my 20s out. I mean, I did as it is, but nobody knew me. So. <laughs> well, we've got someone on the line. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, here, we want you to meet Nate, your eight-year-old son. Oh, hello. We want to hear. Hey, are you really, uh, have a thing about this. We're just sizzling it up for the next break. Well, yeah. Is this something that you're really good at that nobody knows about, some secret skill? Have a think. Don't say now. Okay, good. And then we're going to uh, get the listeners to play. What's the yeah. name? of the game. Uh, what are you heaps good at? Yeah, it's a high concept. It's next. Lack of passion and generally incompetence. Liam Willarnett from Blades of Glory is with us in the studio. We were just talking about something that happens over on your side of the world that we don't have here in Australia. That's people who are so fat they have to be craned out of their house. I know. Isn't that terrific? <laughs> Don't you love it? I think that um, if you're over a certain weight, you should be made to buy a house that's got a, a full side of it is on hinges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to prepare. Swing on it. may get up to a ton. That's my dream. That's the dream. How do they get that big? I mean, surely there's a point, you know, where... I think it's like, it's probably like 591. When you get to 591 pounds, you go, oh, you know what? I can lose a few. When someone's feeding you with a bit of sandwich on a stick, mm. you know, that's the sign. That's a bad sign. When they can't get close, to, when, when, when your mouth is out of arm's reach, <laughs> that's a bad sign. Uh, things that you're heaps good at, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Today, some yeah. people might be heaps good at ice skating. Yeah. Like those people and blame yeah. the glory. Mm-hmm. What are you heaps good at? Uh, well, I, a, a couple things. Yes. Uh, cigarettes. Yeah, uh, I just have a talent for it. <laughs> yeah, it just really stuck with me. <laughs> because you do a lot of voiceover work, and, yeah. and uh, it, I read it off. Obviously, <laughs> sponsored by Philip Morris. <laughs> it's a great relationship we've had for the better part of twenty years, and I think that they're they're going to be there at the end. No, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 When they strap the oxygen to my nose, they'll be there holding my hand, right? I love you, people at Philip Morris. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, so there's that. I used to be really good at drinking. Uh, and I graduated. I became grandmaster. Oh, that was you. I don't know if you knew about that level. I'm not saying fairly well. Yeah. And they present you with a necklace on a mountaintop. Yes. Uh, and all, all you can hear is the, the sound of your own soul um, uh, rubbing up against the inside of your carcass. Um, 
So there's but that. you gave that away. You yeah, had nothing I gave that away. Well, you have to once you read that level. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, I heard you guys talking about we earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love going to the bathroom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you talking about Wii. I like uh, Tiger Woods on Wii. Uh, the golf one. Yeah, and I'm mm-hmm. quite good at that. And there's a visual swing. It's quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's embarrassing when you get a little bit of uh, tennis elbow from playing a video game. <laughs> it's called yeah. Wii-itis. Yeah. It was Wii-itis. Yeah. And, you're, and you're, you're 37, <laughs> and you take a moment, you, and, <laughs> and you realize that's happening. <laughs> um, and you start you start avoiding going to things because you want to get a moment playing your Wii. Ah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. The table tennis got me. Oh, get it? Oh, yeah. You love it. It's so touchy. Do you right? go inverted with the thing? No, no, no. no. Uh, traditional. Traditional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and, you know, the great thing about table tennis, you can gauge how good you are by uh, at the, the further you step away from the table. Exactly. Right? Right. Once you're 10 feet off the table, you so know right. you're doing well. Yeah, if you're in the other room, yeah. you're two, just with an arm out swinging, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Just making it cool. Yeah, yeah. The you can just waffles and play. Yeah. You're doing good. Richard Barson uh, pushes buttons on this show. Uh, is this something you're heaps good at, Richard? You well, like last night I had a bit of a breakthrough. I'm very good at taming wild animals. Really? Yeah. Oh. There's a possum that comes into my yard every single night and he's always been scared of me or kind of aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. And last night I've been trying to get him to come closer and closer, just leaving little bits of fruit out. Yeah. Last night I took a piece of apple from my hand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. That's what you're using. A reality show. The possum whisperer. Try it with jet tickets. Sometimes that gets yeah. you. So? You need a hundred more, Rich. Then you got an army, my friend. I should get my mother down here. She's good at pushing buttons. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk. I mean, I do, but I don't. Hey, let's meet the listeners. They're good at stuff. You want to meet some of the people? Oh God, do I ever? I want to meet their voices. The people who and have requested your presence here today, and have we got a special song? Just for Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This I'm sure you've never heard. In the meantime, <laughs> call us now. Tell us what you're heaps good at. Have a word to Will Arnett. One triple three five three.
at the same time, you know, there are there are instances where you can, you can go through anything and find and find yes. little things about it. Um, and you know, one of my things that always drove me crazy was in Goodfellas. Um, you know, when they go through with the camera, it's more of a cinematic thing, but it's not really continuity. But when they go through the club, they go book about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was too slow. Who's going next? Hey, Tim. How you going, mate? Um, my, I'm heaps good at fixing technology by bashing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. There's been a couple of instances. I, I had a mate who had a phone. He comes up and he goes, all the buttons have stopped working on the, on the phone. So I, he goes, I accidentally dropped it. So I said, give it here. Dropped it to the floor, had a couple of stumps, picked it up, bang, uh, it's all working again. Wow. You've got to start advertising the service. Mm. Yeah, and, and I did it with an Xbox as well. I threw that one up against the wall and, you know, what, what happens at work? <laughs> See the ingenuity we've got down here? That is incredible. How do you go with technology? Are you someone who swears at your printer? Well, I, I love technology. I'm a slave to it. Hey, look, if I had been in charge, nothing would have been built. We'd, we'd be we'd be all hovering under trees. And, uh, <laughs> with our hands, believe me. <laughs> hovering under trees. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. Who's there? Hi, Steve. How are you? Yeah, Anyang. Good, thanks. Uh, good, good. And, and what are you heaps good at? Well, um, I'm trying to trying to sort of go for the Australian Grand Champion drinker. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of developed a pretty good skill at flicking my bottle caps. Oh. Rather than rather than sort of building them all up in my yard, I can get them generally past my neighbour's yard and into the next one. So that's nice. That's wow. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Obviously, you might want to write this name down, Will. Uh, <laughs> sports movies. Yeah. And I'll meet you at the corner of uh, St Kilda. <laughs> we actually we have somebody uh, who does have something special for you, Will. Can we go to Laura, please, Mr. Martha? Laura, are you there? I'm here. Say hello to Will Arnett. Hello, Will Arnett. How are you? Good. Hi, Laura. <laughs> what is your special skill? Um, I can do a, a fairly good Job impression. All right. Now, well. you would have heard a few, I'm guessing. Uh, I've had a few, you know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Let's hear Laura. Hello, Michael. <laughs> What about the party ship? That's I didn't sound like you're good at remembering the lines. <laughs> the gaming ship. Yeah, do it again. Hello, Michael. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yes. Good job, Laura. It's two of you here, Will. Where are we from? She doesn't sound like an Aussie. Yeah, we're no, I'm from Texas. Oh, from Texas. They've got a lot of people who have to be cleaned out of their house there. Uh, somebody, I think, uh, who have we got there? Oh, I think we're done. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. We have not mentioned the fact that you were in The Sopranos, Will. Yes. Let's talk about that next. I'll get this. On Triple M, Will Arnett is with us. Blades of Glory with uh, himself and Will Ferrell and John Heater opens on June 21st. And Bowler. Yes, and your missus, as we yeah. say in this country. Yeah. How does uh, how does it go being in the? Have you done the same film together before? Well, uh, well she came on Arrested Development a few times. Yeah, my wife on that, and uh, we've done. I, I did a little. Uh, cameo in a movie that she's got coming out next year. We're not a comedy team, no right. se. You know, um, I mean, we are a circus act, but <laughs> and our life is, you know, we live in a fishbowl and, and it's a freak show. But 
You know, that might get called up. What did he want you to, to come back on? What was the... Oh, Bertie Rock. Yes. yes. I guess one avenue that is close to you now is The Sopranos, because yes. they've finished this week, I think. Yeah, it does. Sunday night, I'm, I'm going to watch it when I get back next week. But, you know, it was a funny thing. I was on The Sopranos. I did a couple episodes, and I got a call. Uh, it was a couple of years before uh, Rest of the Development. And I got a call, and they said, look, they, David Chase has written this... He's got this character, the FBI agent. Now he wants to see her at home, and, and there's going to be a character. He doesn't know exactly what it is. Will you come in tomorrow just to meet him? I said, yeah, yeah, sure. But I went out to Queens uh, in New York where they shoot it, and I went out to the studio out there. And uh, they said, look, we, we, we've actually got a line, one line, that he wants just to hear everybody say. I said, okay. So I went in the room with the casting director and, and David Chase, the, the grandmaster, and they said, and they gave it. I said, all right, get going. I looked at him, and they went, going. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I pretended as if I'd gone up on my one. It was only the one line. And I think that's why I got the job. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun to be there. Yeah, go on that show. Don't say, don't give any spoilers away, because I've been done that thing you go to CNN and I'll have it. No, I know. There's I all mean, kinds of jokes coming. I'd tell you, but then you probably just forget about it. <laughs> right? We have this great. Right. We have our own Tony Soprano in this country, a man called Tony Mockville. Oh, yeah. I love him. You know, he loves Greece, that guy. He sure does. You know that? Yeah. But isn't it great that love they have that hat? Love that hat that Catching on. That's such a beautiful hat. <laughs> isn't it great that they've caught him, like, just before the final episode of The Sopranos? Oh, like, mm-hmm. goes to air. That's a beautiful poetry mm-hmm. there. Uh, what else have you got coming up we need to know about? Well, what other projects? Uh, uh, I've got a film coming up called uh, Brother Solomon. And oh. myself and a guy uh, by the name of Will Forte is on Saturday Night Live. Trying not to go too nerdish here, but that's directed by Bob Odenkirk from one of our favorites, Mr. Show. Yeah, that's right. It's the second uh, of uh, eight films that Bob and I are going to do together. <laughs> um, <laughs> from being Let's Go to Prison. Let's Go to Prison. <laughs> and, and really, let's. <laughs> All right, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we did that, that, that film um, up for a bunch of... I mean, to be honest, I was mad. I was angry that we were overlooked by the Razzies. Uh, <laughs> really. I could have for a uh, so little man. <laughs> not by the Razzies. <laughs> they gave a little man. Yeah, you know, yeah. had little man number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's that. Yeah, uh, it's a really, it's actually a really funny movie, Brother Song. It's a funny script written by Will Forte, and he and I play really stupid, uh, naive brothers, but who are very positive. <laughs> And find out that our father, who's in a coma, uh, wanted, he's always wanted to have a grandchild, so now we've got to get a woman to have a, a kid for us. Nice. And they're really not um, uh, good with the ladies, shall I say. <laughs> and our, our, our dad, who we, we got, we convinced Lee Majors to play our father. He's in a coma the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I, get, I now get, like, Christmas cards from the $6 million man. It's so weird, but I have it front and center in my house. He and his wife in Aspen with their uh, fur hats on. He's the greatest guy. Of and, like, you know, he's very nice. I get calls from him all the time. And he'll be like, uh, Will, uh, Lee Baker's calling. Just wanted to say congratulations on Blade the Glory. You know, we went and saw it on the weekend, and it was hilarious. <laughs> so bizarre. When his phone goes off, does he have that? He always calls it six mil. When we were working on six mil. He's got so many great stories. You know, when he was making that show, he lived in an apartment on the studio lot because he worked so much. So they had him there. He was like a robot. <laughs> they just put him in there and he had no life. And, and Farrah Fawcett was a, um, she was a sophomore at the University of Texas, and he said he brought her out there, and he, 
The guy said he picked the bathing suit out that she wore in that yeah. famous poster. Yeah. Right. Really well done. I mean, how smart is he? Yeah. He just went into the college and went, yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> and the full guy, did he choose that as well? I don't know about that. <laughs> no and, uh, you know, speaking of uh, people like that, you've managed in Blades of Glory to get the bloke who was the coach. Which is that yeah. crazy Nelson coach? Yeah, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, coach. How long does that how it work? We need someone to be the coach. Yeah. How great is that? Uh, he, he's, what a what a good sport he was too. He's, he's a really great guy. Very funny dude. Um, yeah, it was really a lot of great people in the movie. Nick Schwartzman who plays the um, the stalker hanger. Uh, really funny stand up. Funny guy. We even I even. I convinced Andy Richter to come and just do that one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Literally, he's just hanging around. And I was like, Andy, get down here. <laughs> and Luke Wilson shows up. And Luke Wilson, such a funny guy. I, I, I don't really know Luke, but uh, all the stories I hear about him crack me up. He's, I think, one of the funniest guys um, on a personal level. Well, there's so many people we could get to. This could, do you mind sticking around for one more break with us, Will? Not at all. I think we've exceeded our order. <laughs> <of that. laughs> oh, <laughs> my uh, yeah, The publicist disagrees, but we'll see what happens during this time. I'll get this. <laughs> Let's get into it. 